You're listening to the JC Non-League Podcast. Welcome to episode 137. Uh, This week we discuss um, terrific Christmas and I guess festive period results for National League South Concord Rangers and Isthmian North side Avely. Uh, Joining me on the show was Concord coach James Roach and Avely midfielder Shad Nagandu. As I say, yeah, the main meat of it was their their thumping wins over the Christmas period, Uh, but we also talk about um, the non-league game in general. And of course, let me wish all uh, regular listeners, um, or semi-regular listeners, or guys who only tune in when their mates on to uh, let me wish you all a uh, happy new year for this evening as we head into 2020. I know you're just coming along, but we'll start with you if that's all right. We'll talk about Avely and um, some big wins over the Christmas period. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Avely um, beat, I, I, I want to say it's away, but obviously it's at home. You know, it's, it's the uh, it's the tenants, it's Greys, first of all, um, 6 1. And then followed that up on Saturday with a 6-0, uh, again at Parkside, um, uh, Isthmian yeah. North home win over Romford. And uh, of which you bagged a couple of goals, I see, Shad. You, you got the opener, and I think you got the second last in be- in between uh, your, your teammate, um, helping himself to four Alex Acroffy, uh, of course. Um, tell me about those two games. Was it, were the scorelines right? You know, was it the performances were there as well? Were they as dominant as they sound? Yeah, I think at home um, we're doing really well at the minute, and we just feel like we can like compete against anyone. Um, getting making those chances, um, obviously the strike force we have, the Crofy and Banksy have been unstoppable. Mm. Um, along with you know Jason Rad as well, uh, attacking threat is always always there every single game. Um, we can score at any time, and yeah, defensively it's all been solid. So yeah, it's good at the minute. Yeah. Tell us about your goals then, mate. Let's focus on them, the important stuff. Uh, a couple of worldies from you, or what were they like? Tappings, or...? Pardon, so I can't... Can you repeat that, please? Yeah, I was just saying about your goals against Romford. Talk us through them, mate. I'm sure you I'm sure you, uh, you, you would like to do that. So, you know, what were they like? Good goals, or, or kind of just scrappy ones? Uh, first one was a counter-attack. Right. Um, some good play between um, Jason Rad, Akrofi, and, and Wyan. Um, they had a free-kick and we kind of broke on them, and I was the furthest uh, player forward. Um, so I thought, yeah, why not get in the box, got in the box, and um, why not put a great ball in and yeah, tapped it in. And the second one, um, again, good play again from McCrofy and um, Brady. And yeah, found on the edge of the area, I was unmarked, fortunately, and just tapped it in. So yeah. Yeah, Crofey's on fire, and he was on the show the other week. I think uh, his fatherhood suiting him. Is that right? He's, 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 he's laughing off the sleepless nights and filling his boots, isn't he? Pardon, sir, I can't hear you. Yeah, I was just saying about a Crofey, obviously a, a new father recently, and it's obviously agreeing with him in terms of the goals, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's only on the show, and he's going to this um, two, a couple of weeks later, so hopefully Jason can listen to me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's doing well. Um, he's enjoying his football. Um, yeah, he's on fire for us for a bit in the minute. Yeah. 
with, with the Ismir North division, I think the the big plot there really, I think as everybody knows, is is who is going to mount a serious title challenge to Malden. Um, top of the division, uh, three points ahead of Avely as things stand, but, but crucially, perhaps crucially, with three games in hand. Um, now, of course, interestingly, you go there, Avely go to Park Drive, Saturday, January the 4th, uh, for a brilliant-looking top-two clash. Uh, you must yeah. be full of confidence going into that and, and really looking forward to it. And I guess if you if somebody is going to mount a, a serious challenge to them, you, you, you kind of need to get a result on that day, yeah? Yeah, um, yeah, a few people have mentioned it to me and a few other players as well, but we're just taking every game as it comes, really, and yeah, we're not really focusing on position. You know, we're just looking inward and seeing what we can do um, better um, every week and, yeah, just taking every game mm. by game by game, really, and, yeah, just giving it our all and showing ourselves, really, and whatever happens, really happens. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. The, you know the lie of the land that way, don't you, Shad? I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Whittam I saw uh, probably most of you playing, but you know that kind of North Mid-Essex kind of scene and Malden, obviously, particularly well. Uh, so, you know, what, what's, yeah. you know, you know the locals, what sort of game are you expecting against them? Um, I'm expecting a tough game, obviously, the top of the league. I think they've won three out of 14. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, and obviously the FA Cup run was, was tremendous as well, um, especially for our division and on the um So, yeah, we're expecting a tough game, but, you know, I believe, um, and we believe as a squad, and the management as well. Um, we can beat anybody at the minute, so mm. yeah, we're going to give it a good go. Yeah, absolutely. And um, James, if we're going to bring you in, um, uh, obviously uh, yep. James Roach, uh, Concord coach here. Um, yeah, some. Well, I think everybody knows. I think Concord probably out of all of our local sides, if you put form back to back, they probably right at the top of the kind of form table, and and not just wins against uh, probably. Clubs where maybe they'd be expected to pick up points, but but difficult ones as well, and um, you know bring that right up to date over the festive period. It was a Boxing Day four-one uh, win over Billericay. Um, yeah, you know Rangers are purring under club legend Danny Scopes. Uh, Concord Billericay's always been an interesting fixture over the years, James, and um, you know it's often. Uh, it's uh, it's played out as much on social media as it is on the pitch now. But um, but how was that day? I, I take it that was some some uh, result and a, and a game everybody at uh, at Thames Road really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just <clears throat> you can see from the result how much it meant to us um, and what a great game it was for us to win, and especially going you know into the Christmas period and having four derby games. We had Hartford, we also had Billericay, mm. we had Braintree, and we got Billericay again. So going into them four derby games over that Christmas period, it just builds momentum. So going off the back of the dark games, going to Billericay local derby uh, at home Boxing Day, just to be able to put a good show on for the fans. And to be honest, we were we were we were good for the win and possibly more. Um, so it it was um, a perfect Boxing Day result. We um, were looking forward to to the return fixture tomorrow. So. Um, you know, hopefully we can go. Although it'll probably be a different game going there tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe the uh, the pitch will have something to do with it. We don't know. They picked up a, a good point at the weekend at home yeah. to Chelmsford. So yeah, it'll be an interesting New Year's Day clash tomorrow um, as we go over there as well. Yeah. 
obviously I, I kind of dipped into to some of the coverage and I, I know Ant Smith and before obviously and, and I saw, um, he was flagging up Jamie O'Hara's uh, comments on TalkSport about it um, I didn't yeah. actually listen to Jamie's interview but, but, but I, I take it he, perhaps that Jamie was less than perhaps um, I don't know complimentary in defeat or, or perhaps sort of felt there, there were other reasons why, why they were, were beaten so comprehensively is, is that what happened there? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe there's. You could argue all you want. We we know where we are as Concord as a club. Um, we're a great family-run club. Um, not the biggest budget compared to others, but what we do do is we build team cohesion. You know, the the philosophy within the club, the way the club is run, um, means that people want to work for the club. And you know, when you when you've got that backing behind you, you know, it means that no matter you know what happens outside you will always pick up results mm. and at the moment the club is doing exactly that and it's everybody it's not just it's just not not just the players it's everybody from you know the kit man to people that do the scout reports to all the staff to the players to the people in around the club and that's what you have to do to build a club if you know we can't go out there and sign the biggest players we can't go out there and spend the most money and when you're on a good roll a good run like you are then you know you can turn anybody over with that with that team cohesion. So mm. it's I can understand maybe sometimes that um, that other managers might have something to say and not give credit to the clubs that you know like Concord. But you have to you have to be prepared to to, to give a little bit over and say look they did well because we did we did our homework. Um, we got ourselves playing a certain way that you know the boys are now starting to bought into that and they. They're believing in that, and we're having to do less, less coaching, less, um, you know, reminding them of what you know because it's starting mm. to become ingrained in how they yeah. play, yeah. and that's now where the results are coming from. Mm. I'm sure you know. We had, I'm sorry, we had obviously, sorry, yeah, go on. Go on. yeah, yeah, no, go ahead, mate. Yeah, I'm saying we had, we had our, we had a dip of dip in form, um, maybe two or three months ago. Um, through we had injuries out, we had players that were coming in, and. There was a little bit of a, a, a wobble, but once everyone started to come back from injuries, once the squad was, was up to full strength again, and you can't then discredit things like the lone players that we've got in, like the Drews brought in some really good lone players yeah. that have just gone straight into the club, straight into the philosophy, and and enabled us to, to keep going and keep pushing forward. I mean, I'm sure you know, as everybody does, that uh, that Danny Scopes has a history there with uh, a certain Danny Cowley, of course, uh, as joint managers and, yeah. great, and great success. Um, but equally, I mean, I know Scopes he, that he's you know very much his own man, and it's interesting listening to you talk about that kind of identity and, and DNA that the guys used to refer to it as, and, and that kind of you know the way Concord would approach things. Do you get the impression from Dan, or as he said it sort of outright, that you know he's taken some of what the magic formula formula used to be with with Danny Cowley and put that in place now, or is it a slightly different animal? You know, how does it kind kind of compare to? What no, you I think do? I think when you've got someone at the helm who actually loves the club and, and will do anything for the club like Dan does, mm. then the players buy into that as well. You know, and so can't just sometimes go and get someone in and expect them to. To be um, to to work within the club philosophy and, and love the club. So when you've got someone who who will do anything for the club like that, then everyone else around that 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 drips down and that that gives everyone else that same kind of buzz, mm. you know. So that 
players that you know might not be coming in for money. They want to come in because they want to be part of that. They can see a, a potential journey that's going to happen. They can see somewhere that they might end up and go a few leagues higher. I mean, we're all for pushing players higher and higher. That's you know that's that's our job mainly. Our job yeah. is not you know about just us. Uh, it's about the players and to get them to, to higher levels and do do our utmost to push them on. Mm. And I think that has a massive part to play. It has a massive part to play um, to, to to give everybody confidence around the club that you're going to go and achieve something. And that you know that Dan's not going to let you down. You know that he's not going to walk away. He's, he's, he's in it, you know, for the club. Yeah. And and that that again, you know, I'm a local. I'm local to the club as well. So. I know people in the area. I know people involved in the club. It's not something that I have to travel in to the club to. So, so I know how it is. I've seen it over the years, and um, you know, it was a big pull for me to come in at Concord, knowing that that is going to be how it is. Mm, absolutely, Shad. If I can bring you back, we were just uh, talking there about um, the kind of Billericay and the Jamie O'Hara kind of, um, I guess, personality and stuff that goes with Billericay, and and you had a, an element of that on uh, on Saturday when obviously you hosted Romford, and as everybody knows, it's it's Glenn Tamplin's Romford now. Um, it's yeah. it's a lineup and a squad with. Players we're all familiar with, you know, who've uh, played kind of conference football and, and kind of, you know, I guess big hitters, we, we tend to think of them as, look, either 6 0, you've, you've put them away. But when, when, you, when, when you or any team in that division now lines up against Romford, do you see it as a bigger scalp? Does it have any effect or, or do you just approach it as any other game? Um, I think you just approach every game the same, really. Um, we look, look inwards. Um, look at what we can do yeah. um, to get the team out, and, and look how we can score. Really, and yeah, obviously there's a bit of more, a bit of an incentive, obviously to to win the game. But you know, it's, it's, it's basically any other game. Really, it's three points is three points. But. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it in effect yet. But but Glenn is the is the manager there, right? And he's kind of touchline and dugout. And what's he like as a as a kind of presence? You know, in terms of of having that managerial role, you know, on match days. Um, he wasn't actually there on Saturday. Right. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't realize. Well, we that. didn't actually see him. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't actually get to see him. Or yes. Yeah, right. Didn't actually, even know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you've missed. You've missed uh, presumably a treat then. If um, yeah, if you get to see uh, uh, Glenn on the kind of touchline, but um. <laughs> So I mean, tell me about a little bit about Romford, and because the thing is, when, when when you've got a side like that, a kind of well, we used to call them the Bilacticos, obviously when he was at Billericay, and it seemed to be. It's a bit like, you know, collecting good players and putting them together and hoping it gels. But do, Rom, do, do you feel that Romford had a style of football established yet? Or did you feel that they're still trying to find an identity sort of thing? Um, they did have a style of play, you know. They got Cunningham up, up top. Yeah. Um, obviously, we all know what he's done in his career and that. And so they did go quite direct towards him. Right. Um, I just thought like it didn't click with him as well as they'd hoped it mm. would. Um, but individually, they were they were they had really good players, some some really good players. Um, but as a team, you can tell that they need some time, some more time to to gel and, and for everything to click. Mm. So yeah. Do you think there'll be? Do you think? Obviously, I think every week, I think Glenn underlines will, will you know whatever result they had, we'll, we'll get it right next week. It will click into place. We will be a force. Can you? Can you see them getting it together in the new year and, and really kind of, um, I guess, upsetting a few teams that, that would have expected to beat Romford at the start of the season? 
you could tell there were signs there when we played against them on Saturday. Um, and we all, we know when when it clicks for them, it'll click properly. Mm. Um, I think they know it as well. I just think they need a bit more time um, for everything to come together. Mm. But yeah, I, I can see it clicking and I can see it being dangerous. Mm. Um, so yeah, hopefully um, it doesn't click for a while. Yeah, uh, James, we were just we were having a brief chat before uh, before we kind of started the show about um, how Concord obviously look at the lower divisions and, and look out for those better players and stuff. And I, how much on that front do you do? I mean, I take it with the North Division stacked with so many kind of Essex sides, it would be a kind of hotbed for you. But do you kind of kind of closely monitor how those sort of teams are doing for for potential future players? At, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's well documented that we we have a few players that have come up. From the Bostic North, uh, from from last season, mm. um, a lot of people ask me the questions about certain players. Can they step up? Would they be able to step up? And I think I think players can. I think it's a very hard just to say, yeah, I think he could play in this league, or I think he could step up. I think you need to see it. I need to, you know, I think players need to sometimes take a, take the risk if they want to go up the leagues. They want to they need to take the risk and say, yeah, I'm going to go and give it a go. And if it doesn't work, mm. I, can, I can come back down. Um, Obviously, we've got Tom's come back in Avery now, who went over to Brain Dream and yeah. come back into Avery. So, you know, there, there is opportunities for players to go back go higher up the league. And then if they don't fancy off for any reason, it doesn't suit them. They can always drop back in. Mm. And the, the North's a very good level of football anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, we obviously, Adam Drew would always be keeping an eye out on what's happening in and around the leagues. Um, you know, most of the players, you know, obviously I was in that league last year, so we know a lot of players that are playing in that. We we also focus on the loan spells. A lot of uh, you know, we, we are very strong at the moment with with loan players coming in. They seem to come into the club and they click. They seem to get the philosophy straight away. They seem to understand what we want to do straight away. Mm. They're young and hungry, and they want to get you know they want to get their minutes, and it's good for them to get men's football under the belt. So we're definitely always keeping an eye on what's happening, you know, in and around the Prem, in and around the North, just to see you know what players. It's always hard because while you're on a good run and while you're while you're, the club's you know going in the right direction, you don't want to you know upset it too much by by bringing in different players and unrest the squad. So you've got to be careful in how you do it and, and what timings you, you pick to to bring players in. You know, um, always going to be keeping an eye on them players, and uh, I think it's important that players want to step up and, and try because. You know, it is a different level, and it is you do get to experience different things that you might not do in the north and the Premier. You know, the crowds going to different clubs, you know, just coming up against different um, opposition. So, I think any player that plays within that, you've got they should be wanting to try and strive to, to push on a little bit to see if it's something that they can do. Mm. You um, you mentioned Tom Richardson there. Uh, Tom's previous guest of this show, uh, a guy I know as well, and I actually asked him about um, perhaps coming on for, for this show. And he, he, he said that he'd, he'd rather uh, somebody from the current squad, you know, who's played a part in, in Avely's obviously uh, recent uh, good results uh, sort of came on. But um, both of you know Tom, obviously. Um what 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 do you both you make of of him going back to Avely? I mean, it's, as if it's not um, enough for you to be putting six past a, a team every week, you go and bring Tom Richardson in. So yeah, what what do you make of that move? Um, it's a great addition to the. Um, obviously, we know Tom is a top top striker. Scores goals wherever he goes. Um, 
so yeah, it's just it's good competition for the for the for the strikers that are there now. Um, Tyke and Alex are doing extremely well. Um, it's good cover as well, so can't really complain when you get a player of that caliber. Will it, um, will it be a scrap, Shad? Really. Will it will it be a kind of fight for limited places? Do you, do you think that perhaps you can get them all into the same side, or, or how do you sort of how do you think that will play out? Um, well, the, the gap is fair. The gap are, doesn't matter who you are; um, it doesn't care. Yeah. Um, if you deserve deserve a spot in the in the starting eleven, you get the spot in the starting eleven. Um, he has no favourites. Doesn't matter who you are, really. So, yeah, it's good competition. They bring their levels higher, and that's what we we require really. Mm. Time. So, yeah. James, we talk about Tom Richardson here. I mean, obviously a player you know well. Uh, as you say, he was at Braintree. You know, I think everybody gets the impression that he can do it at probably any of those kind of uh, two to three and step four. Oh, certainly, any you know, probably do a yeah. job anywhere around them. And, and yet, he's, you've got him going to an ambitious North club there. Do you find that there's a kind of almost um, a kind of player market within, uh, like the geography within Essex, you know, despite the level that you perhaps might almost sometimes be competing with a North club uh, for a player who, who perhaps, you know, you'd like you'd like at Conference South? Yeah, I mean, we have to look at it and say, you know, what's the reason players want to go back into there? It could be lifestyle, it could be all, all manner of factors that, you yeah. know, players step up and then go back down to it. Like I said, it's a good level. I usually a very good club. I was there last year so I know I know what it's like as a club. Yeah. Um the facilities are great so it's a you know, it's a great place to be. He was very much um a thought like very was very kind of um, part of that club, um, liked by everybody. So I think that I think it's you know, for him to go back in there is a good choice and you know, I think the players know him already, so the players that like Shad like Alex and and Jason and Warren, they all know him already. So, you know, you should slot in straight back in um, like he never left. So it's, we can't because we are, we will compete with him because again, it comes down, it can come down to anything like, like salaries and how much, you know, the, you know, the, some of the clubs within the, within the North, within the Prem can, can, can match what we pay within the National League South. So, yeah. very difficult because of logistics. Logistics is going to come into to it at some point, you know, the travelling, um, because of you know people's home lives and how people want it, you know some people are just happy playing the football. Some people want to try and step up and go as far as they can. The um, the non-league scene is getting better. The, the financial gains from being non-league, even down to the north, are getting better. Mm. So it's more of a pull. So it, it does mean that we're competing with some of the clubs in the lower leagues um, to bring to bring players in, and we just kind of you know we will look at them and we will hope that they. They have ambitions to go and push on, to go and try and, and play against bigger teams. Because you know, when you come into the South, you, you can't be two steps off of playing league football. And albeit sometimes league football is not as appealing as playing non-league and having a job, for, mm. for whatever reasons, but it, you're still nearly there. You're still pushed on. So you could still you know, push on another couple of seasons. You can come in another good couple of seasons with Concord. You're then pushing on, hopefully, to go into the National League. You're hoping to push on into the, to League Two. Um so it depends on your personal preferences, you know how you you know you are working you know, within your family, how you know your travelling arrangements, etc., etc. Your friends, you know, we still got to remember we want to play football with the people we love, people you know we know. Yeah. Um, so it can it can come down to all different factors really when it when you're looking at the players and where they are. 
And just finally, with, with Concord on um, on club ambitions, I mean, the table I'm looking at, you're there, you're saying seventh, you're on a terrific run. As you say, you've got that mouth-watering uh, game at New Lodge uh, coming up tomorrow. Um, I, you'll have to forgive me, I can't remember how many uh, go up this season and, and the merry-go-round and how they're doing it, but you're certainly within striking distance. But um, are, you, are you starting to get the feeling that it could be a, a serious kind of promotion and push this season? But yeah, it's, it's one of them. Is it, is it one where the bubble bursts, or is it one where we're meant to be? It's, it's kind of we still, you know, like I said, we, we had a little wobble, um, you know, ten games in or so, but that was injuries and suspensions, and the squad, the squad still hadn't found its depth, which I think it has now. You know, we're sitting the top team go up, and then it's down to seven. So we're sitting in that last playoff place, albeit a few teams around us had a couple of games in hand. And you just say, you know, you've got to just do the best that you possibly can. And if you finish within them playoff places, then that's great. If you just, you know, our ambition um, at the beginning of the season, taking on board what happened with the club being stripped of players last year and we had to rebuild and, you know, we've done a great job of rebuilding the, the, the squad, that we're looking to, you'd say, you'd be happy just to maintain your status in the league. Mm. But, with how things are going, with Stokes, you're getting the players, you know, believing in, in you know, the philosophy, etc., etc., and the work that we're doing on and off the pitch. Then there's no reason why we can't push on to the playoffs. Mm. You know, if the performances, if the mentality maintains its level, through it's, it's it's an easy thing to say that we're in that position now, when we've still got half a season to play. That's mm. a difficult, it's, it's, and it's the difficult half of the season. It's the end of the season. It's the push. Mentally, are the players strong enough? You know, psychologically, are the players strong enough? Do we have the depth to deal with injuries? We're still in three cups. We're still in the, the Thames side. We're still in the Essex Senior. We're still in the FA Trophy. So, we, so we've still got a lot of football to play. So, yes, we'll be keeping an eye on what's going on in the playoffs and in the round. But we will also be keeping an eye on, you know, what's happening behind us. Um, but I think we're looking forward more than we are looking backwards, hundred percent. And it's then where the club wants to go, whether the club wants to push on to, you know, into that National League, which is very difficult to take that jump. It's very hard. Yeah. Big financial uh, implications going on into the National League. Um, but you never know. Like I said, like any player who has to have a risk of playing up, so does a club. They have to go for it. So you know, you've got to show that ambition. So hopefully we can replicate the first half of the season and uh, and then hope we'll have a look when we get to you know the, the, the finishing line and see where we are and, and go from there. Yeah, no, exciting running coming up, I've no doubt. Now, I'm sure you gentlemen have seen that uh, every man and his wife has decided to have a stab at the uh, team of the decade uh, at the moment. Um, you know, whether yeah. it's their own personal one or a club one or whatever. Um, I, I, you know, I... I've seen more games than I care to remember and I may have a, a little go at one myself at some point. So I want to ask a bit of um, input from you guys. If I, if, if I was to say to you there was one player you played with or, or coached or knew over the past decade who had to go in a team of the decade, like a local kind of team, who would you go for? I mean, Shad, I'll start with you. Who's, who's, the, best player, who's the best player you've ever played alongside in non-league? Uh, <laughs> good question. Yeah. The tough one as well. Um, Rosie, you gonna go first? 
Well, <laughs> batted it over to you, mate. I come from. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's a difficult one for me because obviously I come from a, uh, an academy background. Yeah. So I've actually not been in non league for, for very long, only a couple of years, or even, you know, it's, it's not even two seasons that I've been within non league football. So yeah. it's hard for me to, to have an input of of how it was is you know me growing up as a kid in the South End area I was always you know teams like Wakering were always involved yeah. I always remember Wakering and South End Manor being a big club yeah. you know which unfortunately for them now it seems that that's you know they're losing that status um, so you look at Holbridge they managed to get themselves out of the Essex Senior League and yeah. into the Boston North and Darren's doing a great job over there, and they're, they're just, you know they had a great win at the weekend. So they're they're doing great. Um, so like I say, it's difficult for me coming from an academy background, coming into non-league. I haven't been involved in the last decade, so mm. unfortunately I've got to bat it back over to Shad. It's like that. <laughs> I like all the non-committal stuff going around here, James. Honestly, I'll get a name out of you sooner or later. Uh, I'll be Shad. I mean, look, you must. You must have played with some very sort of decent ball players, uh, middle of the park, controlling it, and and all that kind of stuff. And put yourself in if you want, mate. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, nah, I yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the best. I think on. the best player I played with. Yeah. Is probably over a long period of time as well, so consistency as well. Uh, the massive factor, probably Andy Freeman. Right, very talented. Mercurial, um, Brent, uh, Brentwood yeah, winger, we think of him as. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah good shout. Yeah, it's a funny one, Andy, isn't it? Obviously, yeah, went to Averley and, and perhaps, you know, didn't didn't quite replicate it. But, yeah, yeah, he's certainly a match winner, isn't yeah. he? And he's sort of... Yeah. He's a, he's a he's very unconventional as a player, but he can tap him and... He's a very good player. Very good player. He's got a touch of the. Yeah. He's got a touch of the. Darren, I think he can beat Yeah, he's got a touch of the Darren Andertons about him. Sort of mercurial language, you know, pace, nice delivery. Yeah, he's got it all, hasn't he? So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, with yeah, with, with Andy Freeman, what? Why do you think perhaps? Because uh, it looks like he's got all the talent there. Why? Why do you think perhaps he hasn't gone on to to really establish himself at a higher level? Do you think, yeah? Um. I think he went for was it? He, I think he went with Flanagan somewhere in the conference staff for a while. I can't remember what team it was. Uh, um, was it Dartford? Was it yeah, the recent conference. spell there? Was it? And, and, and he got a, a look in, there or a trial or something? I... It might have been Con. Was it Concord? I can't remember. It, 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 it could well have been. Um, I think it was yeah. season before he came to to Avery. Yeah. All right. The season before that. Yeah. Yeah, Flanagan would have been uh, Concord then. Yeah, it's Concord. Yeah, I think it was Concord. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think yeah, I think he just, he just he works obviously in the city. Um, it takes him a while to get back. Yeah. Um, and he's he's quite a comfortable person. He's not really bothered. He, I don't think he really cares about or anything stresses him out in life. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. he's worth playing. Are you making <laughs> You make an interesting point. I think James was talking about this point early on, and obviously James is really well placed as that coach and that kind of development aspect to see players who, yeah, yeah. like you say, in non-league, they dovetail their lifestyle, their working life. What do they want from their football? You yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you yeah. can have all the ability in the world, but yeah. it's you know, it's it's a massive sacrifice to try and you know, it's not the be all and end all, obviously, to to kind of make it into league football or, or the higher reaches even of the non-league game. So. I guess every you know players yeah. will just weigh everything up and think what's right for me. I want to play week in, week out. 
you know, I want to enjoy my football and I want to have success. And and that's sort of, I guess that's sort of the beauty of non-league, right, Jens? Yeah. Well, some people have good jobs, don't they? They have good yeah. jobs that they build careers up and since you know, young age. And it's it's not as easy just to say I want to. Well, I can't get you know, to ask now. All of a sudden, if you go up the leagues and you push on, you know, you're then asking to take a bit more time off work because you've got further games to get mm. to one or two, or just you know you're becoming more tired because of the, the travelling side. It all does become down to your family life and how much you know logistically you want to travel around you know, very hard to you know again a similar step would be Concord going into the National League all of a sudden you're looking at full time now yeah. some people might have very very good jobs that they're not able to go full time as players because their their actual their actual job pays more than it would do if you went full time as a player plus they've built up a career maybe or their own business so it's a very difficult type, difficult step up to, to to push when you actually think well no what's more important my Actual career behind the scenes, or my actual job, my twenty, you know, nine to five, or yeah. playing football. Um, and Freeman, like I said, he's probably he's comfortable in his life. He seems very comfortable with the play. He was just very nonchalant about how he went about things, and yeah. you know, just enjoyed playing a couple of times a week, picking up a bit, bit of cash here. There's a knowing laugh there from Chad. Christmas yeah. jumper. Yeah, that's it. Uh, clearly, there's, there's more to... I don't want to bury him because I'll have to have him on the show for a right reply. But I can see there's some knowing laughs going on there. But uh, nice. Well, listen, I mean, you never know. He might work his way in. Uh, maybe maybe he'll be my uh, impact sub in my uh, team of the team of the century or whatever it is but uh, yeah but anyway Jess listen, I, I've taken enough of your time I mean um, uh, I take it uh, it'll be relatively low cl- low key as you're both uh, you know uh, you know good solid uh, kind of uh, pros in the non-league game and, and obviously Concord got the game tomorrow but uh, you got any sort of fun plans for, for this evening? To me to be honest with you I am um, because of the schedule and everything I don't even know what day it is to be fair yes. it is actually <laughs> today I feel that I feel no that. idea <laughs> yeah you're clinging on at the moment it's been so disjointed isn't it what day is it is it a special one tomorrow it's doing my Sweden to be honest yeah I've got nothing planned this side nothing planned yeah what about you Shad I'm sure Shad yeah, you've got a couple of days. And this is the thing with you two. I mean, I, I didn't know when I booked you. Obviously, you had a little bit of background. Just to let the uh, listeners know, when we booked, uh, when we were doing the WhatsApp arrangements, James did say, because uh, we made the, the arrangement to do the court at half nine, and James did say to Shad, uh, well, you will be up at that time, right? So I think that's, I think that speaks volumes as to, as to the character we got in. But, uh, but um, but Shad, listen. I know it goes on tour and stays on tour. But what are you up to this evening? You you got a kind of a, a low key evening planned or, or something fun? I've actually got nothing planned. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, I do believe you. Yeah, I don't know. You said it. You seem to say it with a very straight face. But yeah, this. Uh... Oh, okay. All right. We'll we'll, pr- we'll press yeah, no. Yeah, we'll press no more. We, we, we'll wait to see maybe some photos uh, doing the rounds. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Listen, thank you very much for your time, gents. I'll um I'll let you get this together. And, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get it. This podcast is sponsored by Sports Equipment and Kit Retailer ProKit UK. They're the company which put their money where their mouths are when it comes to backing independent and professional journalism like mine. Not to mention all manner of local grassroots football projects and clubs. 
So as always, I would encourage you to check out the full range at ProKitUK.com and lots of uh, festive promotions and reductions there ProKit over the Christmas period. So please do go and have a look. Okay, uh, before I get off, I'd, I'd like to mark your cards in terms of local games coming up, um, and I think I'll probably just plumb for the for the uh, couple of forward fixtures that we were discussed on today's show. So it's um, New Year's Day, uh, we've got Billericay hosting Concord Rangers at New Lodge in that uh, return, that Essex derby, um, and I'm sure Billericay will have a point to prove after a sound win for uh, the Beach Boys at the Aspect, Aspect Arena. Um, and then uh, in early January next week, whatever the day is, I know we've all lost track at this stage, but it's Saturday, January the 4th, and it's that Isthmian North top two clash, uh, Malden and Tiptree hosting Avely. Um, yeah, yeah, for me, Malden look far away, probably the best side, certainly best squad probably in the division, and Avely are just like some sort of um, unstoppable force at the moment, so if you are at a loose end, I'll definitely go and have a look at that. Uh, you may have seen this week I made uh, my usual kind of it, on Twitter. I'm a bit like um, I guess I'm a bit like a, a dog that gets poked with a stick. I don't tweet that much, but occasionally I'll have a little splurt. And this week I, I was explaining that probably the podcast is um, is coming to an end. I think this is episode one three seven. I may look to get to about one forty and then uh, and retire it. Certainly in its current weekly format. Um, the rationale being it's just uh, too time consuming to, to book the guests and get them all on the phone. Uh, production, I'm sure, as it's known in the trade, um, and there are lots of other bits that go with it, but um, but certainly as a, as a uh, viable model for me in my working life, it's, um, it's a little bit time consuming. Uh, so I may kind of switch it to a monthly format, I may start doing some of the written stuff, or I may just um, hang up the general non-league uh, coverage paddle together and uh, perhaps just focus on uh, my club commitments, Haybridge Swifts for as long as they want me um, but we shall see, but yes um, don't be surprised if we do say another two or three of these and then uh, and then drop the mic as I've, uh, as I've put it before ok but for now as always if you want to uh, leave a comment for the show you can tweet me at the JC pod uh, as I say you can leave any comments or suggestions for future topics Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a good week. Happy New Year. Cheerio.